0: Welcome, and thanks for tuning in to our podcast. My name is Daniel. My wife, Megan, and I are the location pastors here at Destiny Church, Nuremberg Region. We know that today's message will bless and encourage you because the Bible tells us that the Word of God is alive and active. If you want to connect in with us, be sure to subscribe to this podcast, follow us on social media, or visit our website at destinychurch.de. Let's get into the Word because we just started a series called brick by brick everybody say brick by brick brick by brick and last week was an important week to set the tone and to begin the series with because everything In the series but everything that we talk about and everything we do lays upon the foundation of what we talked about last week so if you were not here last week please go back and watch that I think it will be key to following along in this series as we talk about building and as we talk about the church because what we said last week is is that first of all Jesus builds his church Jesus builds his church It's his church, and he builds his church. But not only that, the Bible says that he is the cornerstone on which we build. So he's the foundation on which we build. We can build on a lot of things. We can try to build our own kingdom. We can try to build the church ourselves. But ultimately, we'll end up burnt out. We'll end up uh, with a foundation that crumbles later if we do not build upon the cornerstone who is Jesus. And so that is the foundation on which everything takes place. And today we're going to continue the series, but we're going to do something a little different, okay? And we're going to do something maybe, that just, just maybe for some of you, this will get you out of your comfort zone. I want to tell you off the, uh, off the cuff, we've never done this before. This is an experiment. And if you showed up today for the first time, you're like, oh crowd, I got to get out of here, you know, like, where's the exit? Listen, I'm going to explain this, it's going to be easy, and we want you to, we want you to uh, be involved with this, okay, so what we're going to do today is I'm going to give a little context to the message, so I'm warning you what's going to happen ahead of time so that you have time to think, okay, and then what we're going to do is I'm, I'm going to ask you to split into groups of four or five people, okay, so for the introverted ones, this will be really fun for you okay? For the extroverted ones, this is like, yeah, cool, man, party. Um, And I just want to encourage you, listen, I've talked to the leaders, talked to the worship team. I'm just going to reiterate it in the room. Our leaders are going to join some of these groups. We're not having a a leaders group over here, so leaders, please join some other groups, and we're we're going to collect in groups of four or five in a movie theater, okay? I know this isn't how you're used to sitting in movie theater seats, but what we're going to do is we're only going to do that for eight minutes, um, and I'm going to give you a question to discuss in that group for then you to appoint somebody, whoever's the most unluckiest person, draw straws or pre- play rock, paper, scissors, or if you got an extroverted person in the group, just appoint somebody in that group. I'm, I'm telling you this ahead of time because you're going to be looking around the room for the extroverted people. If you're introverted, you're going to get an extroverted group because you're going to appoint somebody just to share what you discussed in the group, okay? I've never done this before. I've been in youth ministry and never done this before. If I wanted to probably do this, I would have done it and started it in youth ministry. But I'm just telling you, I felt like God wanted to shake some things up a little bit because what we've been talking about a lot is is that we come into a movie theater seat. And if you're online, this eight minutes is an opportunity for you to think about the question and get coffee and discuss amongst yourself because you're in a living room with your family. I don't know where you're at, but this is that opportunity to take a break. But... What we come in we come in sometimes with a mentality into number one a movie theater number two Watching a video online with a consumer mentality with hey, what is church gonna do for me? What can I get out of the message today and we can come with that consumer mentality and when you come to church with a consumer mentality what happens is is you can become bitter you can become burnout it becomes a program it just becomes a place where it's like you know uh, i don't like the way they do that i don't like the way they do that because then the church is to serve your needs but in fact the church is not here to serve your needs it's here we are the church we are the body of christ and we're here to contribute as the body of christ not just the pastor not just the team not just the leaders not just people on staff but we're all here to contribute whatever that part may be we're here to contribute to that amen so i'm warning you now i'm going to preach a little bit to give you time for your anxiety or whatever to calm down in the name of jesus okay or to like sneak out you know whatever you need to do listen we're going to make this low key if you got a group that doesn't want to answer you don't have to answer okay Um, but we're going to put some leaders in those different groups and here's the question here's the question that we're going to ask so you can go ahead and be thinking about that is this. It's what problems can our church help solve in the community? What problems can our church, can this church, the body of Christ, what problems can we help solve in the community? Amen? Because listen, somebody told me one time, if your church uh, ever closes its doors, if the building ever shuts down and you stop meeting on Sunday mornings and you, you know the Destiny Church leaves and the community never knew you left, then what were you really doing there? So really we're here to affect the community we're in. And I realize that a lot of us live in communities spread out across this region, and so you might just be thinking, my neighborhood. You might just, we, we have a small group on Thursday nights that meets in Herzo where we meet and we ask them the question, we say, what can our small group do? What can our small group do to affect the community? And you've got little groups of people maybe that are, maybe you're in a, in a group, maybe you're, but what can we do to be on mission? Can we just, can we go sweep somebody's sidewalk you know, I don't know if the Germans would like us to sweep their sidewalk, we would totally ask for us, but can we go bless them? Can we go pick up trash? Can we go hand out free stuff to people? What can we do to affect the community? Can we go serve the refugees in the community? Can we go bless the homeless in the community? What can we do? Can we help affect the this uh, almost pandemic of prostitution in this country, in the city, in Nuremberg, whatever it may be? Maybe God's laid something on your heart, and it's not for me, and it's not just for our team to say, hey, this is what we think Think we should do, but we are the body of Christ, amen. Ephesians chapter 4, let's go there. Ephesians chapter 4, I'm going to give you context to this question and to the thought today. I'm going to start in verse 10. It says, This, he who descended is the one who also ascended far above all the heavens, that he might fill all things. And he gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the shepherds, and the teachers. Watch this, verse 12. To equip the saints for the work of ministry, for building up the body of Christ. You want to know what God has done to help build the body of Christ? He is is using the offices of ministry to equip the saints. Who are the saints? If you have made a decision as a believer to be born again and follow Jesus, you're a saint. Everybody say with me, I'm a saint. I know that you walk in the churches in Europe and you're like, oh, that's Saint so-and-so, Saint Boniface, and Saint Peter, Saint that. You are a saint because you're a believer. And the church, so often the church feels like we have to equip people to do hospitality at the front doors. And we do that. We do hospitality. I hope you got greeted on the way in. We do hospitality here. They gave you a Lego, I know. Uh, we, we, we equip people to... Do music to play worship to lead people in worship we equip people to lead small groups and those things but the real question is is number one you're a saint and therefore you have a ministry you have a ministry Now listen, that doesn't mean you need to go to Bible college or something like that. God maybe is, maybe isn't calling you to be a preacher. But we need more people in the marketplace. We need more people in the cities. We need more people in the communities to say, I've got a purpose. I've got a ministry. What is my ministry? I'm not going to delegate ministry to pastors and to staff and to leaders. In fact, their job is to equip the saints for the work of the ministry. So your question is, what is What is your ministry? I want you to say it with me. Say, I have a brick. I got a brick. This is for illustration purposes only. And whoever was in my, you were in my small group last week, I gave you a brick. You're the only ones watching online with a brick today. So go to your kids' things, uh, you know, or down in the cellar because your kids are older and grab a Lego and you got a brick. Or I don't know, find a rock outside because the Bible says we're living stones. You've got a brick, we're all saints. Ministry, listen, ministry is not up for professional ministers. It's not up for professional ministers. You've got a ministry. Maybe today that feels a little bit like a far jump for you. Maybe that feels like whoa. whoa. I no no no, I got a I got a job. I get paid good. And please don't send me to another country. I'm already here in another country. I, I don't want to go like what, what, what is going on? Like I'm not about that. I, I love being a part of church community. I'm not saying that God is going to call you to pack your bags tomorrow and go off to another country and be as a missionary or that you're going to be up here preaching a message next week. But what I'm saying is, is that we all have something to contribute. We all have a ministry and that's the beauty of the body of Christ is that it's a body, is that there's hands and there's feet and there's elbows. I don't know who's the elbow. There's knees, there's ligaments. We don't, we're not gonna go through the anatomy of a human body right now. But we're a part of the body of Christ. You have something to contribute. And I believe we will see a revival, an awakening. We'll see a movement take place when the church stops coming to gather, to consume, but comes to gather so that they can scatter into the ministries. Honestly, this should be a locker room place where we just come and say, high five, let's go into the game because we're all in the game. What is, what is your ministry? What is your ministry? You have, You have a brick. And I think, here's two questions. These aren't the questions you're meant to ask in the group. But these are two questions that you can go back and ask yourself later to help discover your purpose, to help discover your ministry. Number one is, what is in your hand? What is in your hand? Because God will only call you to do something in the moment that he's, you, and he's placed something in your hand to accomplish that assignment on your life. What is in your hand? What, is, what gifting? What talent? What thing keeps you up at night besides your spouse's snoring? You're like that's my ministry. I'm gonna stop my spouse's snoring in the name of Jesus. Good for you. You <laughs> know. But what is it that what is it that burns in your heart? What is the burden inside of your heart? What is it that when you see this, that, this specific injustice in the world, that it breaks your heart and you're wondering why the people around you are just letting it pass by and you're like, somebody's gotta do something about this. What is in your hand? What is God's place? What is that talent? What is that gifting? And then number two, what is the problem in front of you? What is the problem in front of you? Let's just talk about it for a second because in the Bible, Nehemiah, the problem in front of him was the fact that the walls of Jerusalem were in shambles and his heart was broken. He began to weep and he began to cry. There was something inside of him that said, I can't sit back and watch my nation's uh, walls crumble. I've got to do something about it. And then he said, what is in my hand? And he was a cupbearer to the king. And so he used the opportunity as a cupbearer before the king to get an offer. With the king to say, "Hey, I need to go back to Jerusalem to help build the walls," and the king gave him favor, and he went back to rebuild the walls. What's in your hand, and what problem is in front of you? There was an Israelite army who is facing a Philistine army, and the Philistine army said, "Listen." We won't have to get into a battle if you just select a champion, and we'll select a champion. Let them fight it out, which was common practice. Let them fight it out. Whoever wins, then, you, then the other side will surrender. They selected a really tall guy named Goliath, and all the Israelites were like, who's going to go for us? And nobody would go. And then there was a little boy named David who was coming to bring cheese to bring cheese to his brothers who were on the front lines. Every single soldier was afraid to go before Goliath, the problem in front of them. And here comes cheese, delivery cheese boy David, shepherd boy David saying, here's your cheese. What's going on with this tall guy mocking God? They said, oh, he's he's one of their champions. Somebody just has to defeat them. But everybody's afraid and everybody's wearing armor and everybody's equipped and everybody's there. And he says, oh, I'll fight him. Dude, you're crazy. What did you smoke, David, before you came here? No, I'm not going to let the problem in front of me defile my God, and I'm going to do something about it. He went to go put on Saul, the king's armor at the time. He said, this isn't mine. This isn't what God put in my hand. So he uses what God put in his hand, a sling and a stone, to accomplish the assignment in front of him and to face the problem in front of him. And then later, God gave him a Goliath sword. It was like the levels on Mario, you know. He had to use what was in his hand to defeat level one, the Goliath. And then he, did, he got Goliath's sword. Later, he would need it. Later, he would need it. But God has put something in your hands. And oftentimes, you can feel like this is not good enough. This isn't, this isn't going to work. This isn't going to solve the problem. Well, you're probably right until you put it into the hands of Jesus. Let's talk about the boy who there were 5,000 people that were starving and Jesus said we need to feed them and they said we don't have enough food and the only person with food is a boy with some fish and some loaves enough to maybe feed a small family of people and he, the boy, the boy we don't know much about the boy but we know that he gave his food, his fish and his loaves to Jesus. Jesus broke it, gave thanks to it and it multiplied and there was 12 baskets of remain afterwards. Why? Because the boy, there was a problem people were hungry 5,000 there was an issue in front of them and the boy said all I got is a couple loaves and some fish but here you go it's not going to solve your problem until I put it into the hands of Jesus and when you take what God is giving you as insignificant as you maybe think it is he will multiply it times 5,000 he will use it for his glory he will use it for his kingdom he will use it. You take the position at work. You take the colleagues around you. You look at those colleagues and say, these guys are so far uh, past knowing Jesus. This is what you've given me, God? Are you serious? Give it to Jesus and see what he does with the brick that he's put in your hands. Amen? What has he given you? What has he given you? Amen? And what problems is there? That he needs that you need to solve in your community. Can we stand to our feet just for a moment? This is just simply an exercise. And I just want to warn you. um, Next week, I'm going to go ahead and tell you the title of the message. Next week, I'm going to title the message, Bring Your Brick. Bring your brick. And I've given it to you today. So don't forget it at home. If you forget it, I'll give you another one. Because I'm here to equip the saints for the work of ministry. Amen. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna take eight minutes, okay? Are you guys ready for this? Eight minutes. If you want to just come hang out with Megan and I, you can do that. Come have a coffee with me. But listen, just take we're gonna take eight minutes and so we're gonna answer the question. What can our church what problem can our church help solve in the community? And I'm not talking about um, I'm not talking about, man, they really need to stop doing construction on the A3 because you know, I'm not talking about that. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about there's some there's small issues there's big issues. Maybe you've seen it in your community. Maybe you've seen it in your small neighborhood. Maybe you've seen it maybe you've seen it in a big city. Maybe you've seen it German wide. Maybe you see it in the world. And then maybe some of you it's your first time here and we and I acknowledge that. And I know that you're like, why did I show up on this Sunday? Some of you, it's like your fourth time here. You're like, I don't know why I showed up on this Sunday. Couldn't I have just been sick today? Well, God meant for you to be here today. And I think one of the powerful things about this is, is you might just meet somebody new. And it might just be a key relationship in your life. Because oftentimes we can hide in the robes and we can sit and we can watch and we can contribute. And then we walk out the door never having a meaningful conversation with anybody. You know what I'm saying? And so this is so valuable, I believe, as much and as hard as it may be for some of us, it is valuable. So we're going to answer that question, what, is, what problems in our community can our church help solve? Amen? Amen.